Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. briefly on dating overseas. Is it risky or is it rewarding? We'll also talk about blood transfusions and a new um, a lift on a band that was once previously um, placed for safety reasons uh, from what we, what we understand. And uh, we may get into the State of the Union address that's going on right now on all your broadcast networks, but before I get to all of that, let me explain to you how this show works. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored, because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. 
there is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 554 starts right after a word from my sponsor, Filipino4u.com. Are you single and struggling to find your perfect match? Join Filipino4u.com today. Filipino4u.com is a fun, family-oriented dating site that caters to Western men seeking Asian singles for love, romance, and marriage. And now for a limited time, they are offering all listeners their exclusive 30-day, 100% free gold level membership. Simply register now and begin enjoying free, unlimited communication. That's Filipino4u.com. Find true love. My thanks to Filipino4u.com for being a sponsor of tonight's Talk to Q radio show. And they're probably the perfect sponsor for tonight's show. You know, the Internet gives us access to things that were once out of our reach. And that includes people. (laughs) Well, especially people. Uh, We spend a lot of time on Facebook, Twitter, etc., corresponding with people who are many miles away. And it's a great option to have to be able to communicate um, at a distance especially when the people you are encountering locally are getting on your nerves. Now, America's culture has taken a turn for the worse in a lot of our opinions. We're decades away from the days when people actually looked out for one another. Now people are taught to take care of themselves and not care what other people think or how they would react. Um, And that makes dating in today's society very complicated because not only are you trying to find someone who's compatible to what you need, but you're also trying to find someone who actually gives two flips about other people. So to avoid the nonchalant American culture that's prevalent in today's relationships, some people choose to find significant others overseas. All right. And I mean, is it because they're hopeful to reach the United States that once they reach the United States, that these people will completely appreciate them and have give their undying loyalty um, do we do it because we think that they've been raised differently and have a certain level of respect for relationships that no longer exists here in the United States? We'll discuss that and more on tonight's Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. To the phone lines I go. To the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, to bring on the man in black, the homie Buck. What's up, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, bro. How's it going your way? Doing great, man. Just enjoying the cold weather that we're having down here. It just makes me feel better. <laughs> okay. I'm not enjoying any of it. I hate it. But I don't like know. cold weather, but the cold weather, you know, making that gulf, gulf cool makes me feel better because that makes my summer go by without any storms, and that's what cold weather is all about. Okay. Well, that's a good thing there. All right. Well, to the 248 area code I go, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit, to bring on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. 
up, Chris? Thank you. How are you? Hey, Buck. I'm doing well. And it's hey, totally Chris, not cold in fucking Florida. I mean, what is it like? Fifty well, there or something? Forty? Well, it's been, it's, we actually had some free, we've had some freezing temperatures. I mean, twenty eight degrees oh. the last couple of nights. But uh, I mean, in the daytime it's been in the fifties. But you know, we like getting the freezing at night because we ain't got to get deal with it too much. But like I said earlier, keeping that Gulf cool helps us out. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. All right. Anyway. <laughs> it ain't no snow like it is in up Michigan, there. Either. Okay. What's the temp up there? Yeah. Well, we're, you know, we're in the teens, um, and we're you know feeling like we're in the. Negatives that. and it's snowing and I have to shovel in order to get out of my house in order to get to work. So, you know, stuff like that, usual stuff. Mm. That's so unfortunate. It is yeah. 41 degrees down here and I'm just, you know, just done. I mean, I'm just whatever. Yeah, 41, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know I what cold be, is. I need it to be 95. Yeah. Well, I know what cold it's is now. I've been up in Wisconsin when it's cold and snow on the ground, so I know what it. I know what it's like. You know, eight degrees for a high, and negative ten for a low. I, you know, I can. Do yeah. It but you know, I've unfortunately but you know, been. It's in a different there. kind of cold up there, though. It, it's it's a drier type cold, depending unless you're near the Great Lakes. So it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I showed the snow and didn't have any issues. So man, I was in Minnesota once. Clothes off. In St. Paul, Minnesota, and it was a negative 30-degree wind chill. My clothes did not work. I still have nightmares <laughs> about it. <laughs> That's funny. So you can keep that. You can keep that. But all right, we'll go ahead and get started. Now, really, um, I, I, I have this topic um, on because I'm, I'm discussing um, in a couple of days in a podcast a young lady who wrote a book about, um, you know, marrying someone overseas. And mm-hmm. it ended up being a nightmare for her. Now, for some people, yeah. it probably works. But for mm-hmm. her, um, it wasn't very pleasant. And so just kind of a prelude to that, just wanted to hit you out with a few brief questions tonight about yep. international dating. And but first we got to figure out what's the motivation for people wanting to date worldwide. What makes someone l- look over their backyard and look into someone else's, right? Makes them think that something's greener across the waters. So Crystal, I will start with you. Uh just in your opinion, what do you think of the dating culture today in the United States? Do you think that it's problematic when you compare it to the days of the past? Or is it really not that bad to the point that we should be searching overseas for love? Well, dating in America is pretty pathetic if you want to date Americans, um, which I try not to do. Uh, But, you know, looking overseas, unless you are, of course, overseas yourself, um, is, you know, a little pathetic, I think. Hmm. (laughs) So that's my opinion. You think it's pathetic to look overseas if you're to that point? Yeah, unless okay. you're already there. Like if you're, you know, having a vacation right. abroad and you meet somebody and it's kind of cool, that's one thing. But if you are doing what you're talking about, which is the, I guess, the online or the dating um, 
maladate or whatever it's called mm-hmm. in life, then that's pretty pathetic pathetic to me and just pure desperation. Buck, what do you think, man? Uh, it, it's, it, you, I wouldn't date anybody overseas unless I was actually over there. Um, it doesn't make sense to be in America and then um, trying to date somebody overseas. Um, there's all kinds of scams and things that, that are out there that you get on your email um, and things of that nature. You know, people that you don't know just, you know, sending you all kinds of stupid stuff, that, you know, talking about they're lonely and you start talking to them. Next thing you know, they're trying to get over here to get, you know, get citizenship. And they need yeah, money to fly right. over here to see you and all that. It, it, it's not even worth, you know, wasting your time. Um, you got to, like Crystal said, you got to be pretty desperate to do something of that magnitude. Now, if you, you know, you go over there and you live there for a few years or something like that, you know, if you're in the military or you just decide, you know, you're on a, you know, expedition or whatever, you know, whatever you may be doing, maybe playing basketball over there overseas or something like that, and be over there for a few years and meet somebody. That's different. But I would not, um, if you're not living over there and not plan on living over there, I wouldn't try to meet anybody from over there to try to date overseas. This, this, to me, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's bad enough trying to meet somebody that may be 10 to, 20, 10 to you know, 30 miles from you, more, much less thousands of miles or maybe different, you know, different time zones, you know, way overseas somewhere. So to me, I mean, it's just so- a waste of time. So why do you think that people feel as if the dating prospects overseas are more sensible than the ones here in the U.S.? Maybe because they're looking for something that maybe they're just not getting here. Maybe maybe they're looking for something easy. They may think it's easier to be involved with somebody overseas than it is here. Maybe because, you know, they've struck out so many times here that they decided to just look, you know, look abroad and see if that will help out. Maybe they're looking – maybe – the person that's looking overseas is maybe looking to go over there. So, you know, they're trying to kind of get their feet wet to see how it's going to be and maybe get latched on somebody and trying to come over here and not knowing what their ulterior motives are over there. So it just, you know, it could go either way, you know. So maybe, like I said, it's just, you know, one of those situations where they just, you know, gave up over here and just looked for something else. Trusta, what do you think? I mean, why do you think some people feel as if the dating prospects overseas are more sensible than the one here in the United States? Well, um, speaking as someone who has dated both, um, it's a completely different attitude and um, culture than in America. And if you're sick of the, as Buck was saying, sick of the people that you you've been finding yourself with, in America, you just want to try something new, and it's not necessarily you have to go to. An, it's it's more like you're sick of what you've been getting or whatever for whatever uh-huh. reason, so you decided let me try something different. Now that could be someone in another state or someone in another, you know, culture within America. But you know, so going overseas is like okay, I'm going to take it the full gusto. I'm just going to completely you know, divert myself from what I'm used to and just find something new and different, you know, expand my horizons. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I do think that some people feel like they do it because if if I rescue this person from whatever situation they're in, because obviously they want to be in the United States and not where they are, then they're going to give their undying love to me and 
you know, guys are thinking these women are going to cook for me every day, clean, and have my babies. And, you know, <laughs> women are thinking I'm going to have this hardworking man who is just going to never look at another woman because I saved him from a situation. I mean, I honestly think some people look at it that way. And, or he's um, rich because he's American. Right. And, that, and that's very far from the truth. You know, uh, perception is not always reality, and we end up getting stuck sometimes in a situation we really don't want to be in. So having said all of that, um, overall, Crystal, do you think that dating someone overseas from here, not necessarily over there, but from here, can be more Mm -hmm. risky than rewarding? Well, it's definitely risky because I think um, that's basically from the things that I've heard about those types of situations – and a lot of it is um, kind of a form of prostitution. The women get involved because they need a ticket to the states um, or a ticket, just a ticket out of whatever they're in. And so they, okay, so fine, I'll come over, I'll be his wife, quote-unquote, I'll get my citizenship, and then I can move on and get divorced and, and move on. And so the person who is, you know, setting all this up is, in lack of a better word, a pimp. In a way, you know, he's a businessman who's setting up these women to meet these, you know, men in America or other countries. And so it's not just America either. It is, you know, other European countries who do that. So, um, so yeah, you're, you're basically being scammed, you know, um, by women in that particular business to get money out of you, for them to get a citizenship or to get out of a situation that's bad for them. And so, I mean, of course she doesn't love you. She doesn't even know who the hell you are. She's not going to fall in love with you. She's just going to get what she needs, and she's going to move on as soon as she can. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but you feel the same way? Is it more risky than rewarding to be here in the United States and find someone overseas to try to serve? Solicit for marriage. I think it's risky, man, because you just don't know what you're getting into. And uh, I mean, you just have to in today's time with everything that you you know you're getting into, and with, with what we have going on in the world today, I wouldn't want to be you know I'd rather deal with you know it may be it may be risky in your own in the United States where you know the damn at least I know the risk here for the most part. I don't know what's going on over there. You might fool around be talking to somebody from fucking Syria or some shit. And they not, you know, they're not living there no more. They may be somewhere else. The next thing you know, next thing you know, you got damn FBI knocking on your damn door talking about you, you know, hooking up with Al Qaeda and shit. So or hooking up with ISIL or some fucking shit like that. I ain't dealing with all that bullshit. So you know, okay, racism much? <laughs> oh boy, it's not like that, Crystal. But I'm just using that as an example. But the thing is, you really have to be careful about what you're dealing with because, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, there, I mean, you have, you know, like, you could be, you, there could be people from Russia, women from Russia that you, you know, and might be dating, and you know, they may be, you know, maybe in, in maybe, maybe in some kind of trafficking, you know, prostitution or something like that, and yeah. they're trying to get out. You know, and th- those are the kind of situations that you just don't want to get yourself involved with. It may sound, it may start out all, you know, lovely, dovey, and it sounds good and stuff, something like that. And then, you know, they get over here, 
and, you know, you get all kinds of bullshit happening. So you just have to be really, really careful when you're dealing with something like that. I'd rather be over there and meet somebody on, on there, to, you know, meet somebody, you know, get to know the area and things of that nature and see what's going on than to be here and try to just get over there. You just don't know what you're getting into. You like that analogy, dude. <laughs> I was still laughing at you talking about uh, FBI at your house and everything over this. <laughs> 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 Mess with somebody's down with ice on. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get you. I get you. You don't want someone that's going to give you matching his and her suicide vest for your anniversary. So I got that. But, all right, so, Buck, let's say that you do it anyway. You decide that you're going to date someone overseas, or maybe someone you know wants to date someone overseas. What advice could you give them, or what advice do you think you could take to try to find out if the person is interested in just you and not interested in just getting that green card or becoming a citizen? I mean, you you have to ask a lot of probing questions. I mean, you really want to – I mean – in a situation like this, you really got to you got to be on top of your game because if you're not, I mean, you could get yourself in a really sticky situation. So, the best thing to do, you know, if it was my, you know, advice, is to, you know, make sure you you know who you're dealing with. Um, ask the probing questions. Make sure that you know. Ask the questions. That, you know, you gonna have, not only have to ask relation type relationship type questions, but you have to ask other questions as well just to make sure that they're on the up and up because you just don't know what you may be getting yourself into. So, you know, you might want to ask childhood questions. Um, how's your childhood? And, you know, you, know, you want to make sure that, you know, that you're not, you know, uh, schizophrenic in any kind of way or, you know, have some kind of issue, you know, that, you're dealing with, that, they're, that they're dealing with they don't want to tell you about. Um, you're going to be very leery about, you know, you, you really you don't want to give too much of your own information out. You want to get all, all their information and kind of leave yours kind of in the you know on the backside just in, until you are sure. Um, maybe even go as far as a background check. It wouldn't hurt. You, you, know, you just want to make sure you're dealing with somebody that you you know the shooting 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 straight with you. All right. I mean, Crystal, any advice you can give on how people can. Um kind of play it safe and know if someone is after them for what they can give them um, regarding citizenship more so than, uh, you know, someone who may just actually be interested in you? Well, I would say don't get a mail-order bride, (laughs) number one. Um, You probably do better just, I'm sure there are just regular sites um, for dating and stuff or whatever for um, meeting people overseas or I would also say, hey, why not just take a vacation to wherever you would like to meet a certain woman, um, Switzerland or whatever, whatever you're into, and then just see if you can strike up a relationship there. I mean, I mean, that may be better, um, possibly not. I mean, I mean, you never know, okay? But I'm just saying, or there's plenty of there's plenty of immigrants right here. <laughs> you don't have to go overseas to meet them. They need a green card too, right here. 
So, I mean, I mean, you can find, I mean, just, you know, take a trip to New York or somewhere, and you'll be fine. And you can meet somebody who's an immigrant, and um, you don't even have to go overseas or go through all this stuff, and you can meet people in an organic way. So I think that's probably a better situation. I mean, you just have to think about it logically. I mean, first of all, you have to honestly look at yourself and say, why have I decided to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, and think about that past, you know, leading up to where you are. And then think about the person on the other side. Here is this beautiful, young, blonde, blue-eyed woman, and she is online to, or however you, you know, you found these, these mail-order brides, and she wants to hook up with you, and she hasn't seen you, and or whatever. It's like, think about that for a second. I mean, just say you have to think about it logically. What does she want? You know, why is she doing this? And then when you think about it, then maybe you could say, okay, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should just think of another way in order to meet some people, like, you know, getting out and, you know, or whatever. But, um, I mean... But I think you just avail yourself to whatever happens, it really was your fault because you were the one who opened yourself up to this. They are just looking for a mark, you know, to, to get whatever they need. And um, and you're it. So whatever happens after that, it's really, your, you know, your fault because you, you opened your bank account and yourself and home. Mm-hmm. Now this person is living in your home? I mean, you can do anything. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Mm-mm. I mean, it can be, uh, it can really do you in. It can really do you in, I mean. But, like I said, it's done. People do it daily now, especially with the Internet. I mean, you heard my advertise, my sponsor, FilipinoForYou.com. Where you can yeah. meet a Filipino person if that's your thing, and yeah. um, you know, find love that way. But all right, so last question. All right, like I said, this is something that's going to be discussed on a podcast um, called "Wanted Green Card." It's a Q one one with the author Latoya Brown. That's um, Thursday at ten p.m. Eastern on the Talk to Q Radio Show. Go to talktoq.com dot com to get more information on that where her and I dive into this topic deeply. But, uh, Crystal, if you've decided to date someone overseas, you say, you know what, what the heck, I'm going to do it. I'm rich. I ain't got nothing better to do. I'm going to do it. Um, (laughs) How many times would you visit the person or have them visit you before you actually consider marriage? What would you be comfortable with? Oh, my God. This is such a foreign question for me. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no pun pun intended. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, how many times? I don't know. A million times. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I'm okay, I'm a billionaire and I'm buying them. I guess if that's the case of what I'm doing, then I guess as soon as I feel like I want to purchase completely, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I go ahead and, you know, marry them or whatever. But 
you know, even for the girl on the other side, I mean, if someone who is that brazen to purchase you, I mean, what else could you be but a slave? I mean, um, a person, and a lot of these women do find themselves in very bad situations, not always the, you know, the person from America who is, Getting you know duped or whatever. It's uh-huh. the person who's coming over here who are, you know, now who are being beaten and uh, enslaved, you know, one way or the other. So, you know, I, I find it very hard to even envision that for myself to even put myself in that situation because it just wouldn't happen. I mean, if I win the you know the billion dollars tomorrow or well no is it tomorrow yes yes tomorrow uh-huh. if I win tomorrow. Um, I'm not gonna buy somebody from overseas. I'll buy somebody right here, and um, you know, keep your dollars <laughs> local. <laughs> exactly right. Go America. I'm just gonna buy right here, and you know, trade them up as I go. But you know, I mean, why would I go through all that before what? I mean, they're right here. That's what I'm saying. I mean, even if I wanted someone who was an immigrant, I mean, they're right here. I don't need to go overseas and go through this whole, you know. Trafficking thing that's obviously happening. I mean, come on. <laughs> but what about you, man? How many times would you have to visit, or have them visit you, in order to feel somewhat comfortable? <laughs> well, if I'm rich, you know, you know, it's got to be a two-way street. You know, I go over there a couple of times, you come over here a couple of times. Let's find out what's going on and kind of figure, you know, figure things out. So, you know, it's, you know it, every situation is different. So you just have to really kind of be on top of your P's and Q's and figure out what's, you know, what's best for you. And you got that kind of money, you know, you can, you can afford to, you know, travel, you know, around, around town, you know, around the country or whatnot and globe trot. You know, that's completely up to that person. So, you know, but for me, you know, I, I got to figure out what's up. And if I don't figure out what's going on, Real quick, then you know I ain't gonna waste my time or my money, regardless of whether I'm rich or not. Hmm. Yeah, I just think that um, if I had to do it, then we got to visit each other probably at least three or four times, to where I have to go over there, see how they're living, and uh, then they have to come here so I can see how they might respond. You know, this might not be for them when they get here and turn on the TV and see Donald Trump. This might not be what they want. I don't know. So, uh, but like I said, listen to Thursday's show, and you'll get a little more insight on someone who experienced experienced it for herself. And, uh, you know, she's made the most of it, but it is all that way. So, 347 is the number on the Top Q Radio show. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has finally lifted its ban on gay men donating blood. But a lot of gay men are still unable to donate because, like, the new rules state that men can only be cleared to give blood if it's been a year or more since the last time they had sex with another man. Now, the new rule puts sex between men kind of like in the same category as um, receiving a blood transfusion and getting a tattoo or a piercing or having sex with someone who has HIV, all of those require a 12-month wait before you're eligible to donate blood. So, Crystal, I will start with you. Was it discriminatory 
or smart for the ban to be made in the first place against gay men donating blood? Well, you know, when they originally did that, you know, they were very first deep in the um, HIV scare and AIDS scare, actually. Um, but the thing is, um, as far as now, I think it is, you know, discriminatory now. I mean, because, first of all, anybody could have AIDS or could have HIV, be HIV positive. What are you doing to screen those people? And... Whatever you're doing to screen those people should be the same for someone who is gay. So I don't think that one should um, rule out the other. Mm-hmm. So I think it is discriminatory that they would even have that 12-month rule on there because really you didn't really do anything. You know, you didn't really change anything. Um, it's like the don't ask, don't tell kind of a thing because what are you going to say? Oh, yeah. I did have sex with a guy about eight months ago. Is that count still? I mean, I mean that's ridiculous. If I'm gay, I'm having I'm having sex whenever I want. I mean, I mean, are you add, are you asking the heterosexual? Where's the last time you had sex with a really really hot good looking guy who dressed really nice and is a little metrosexual? I mean, you don't know. I mean, you don't know when was last time that happened. It could happen last night. I don't know. It could be your thing. So I mean. I mean, that within itself, to me, is discriminatory. So, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. It's uh, more of an insult than, than before. Okay. Buck, how do you feel about it, man? Do you think that the band that was set up initially, was that discriminatory against um, gay black men? Gay, gay men. I'm going to say gay black men. I guess gay men, period. <laughs> well... I think, like Crystal said, um, I think it was done basically to the scare, and they didn't know exactly all the details and so forth um, at that time. So that was the reason why they put the band up. Now, in today's time, I'm thinking things are a little bit different. Now, I don't know all the screening, how they screen people as far as, you know, when it comes to HIV and things of that nature. So I don't know how they're doing their screens now, but... Um, obviously, they, they, there's been enough advancement where they can lift the ban. So, you know, I think now, it should, you know, I think it's all right. So, um, you know, obviously, they, they're doing enough now to where it, it's not an issue. So um, I guess that's the reason why they're lifting the ban. Now, as far as them, you know, putting, you know, 12-month period on it, I think the reason why they're putting the 12-month period on the deal it's simply because there's still maybe there's still some things that they got to iron out in the screening process. Maybe um, is it discriminatory? I can see it as being discriminatory, but really I don't think they're trying to be discriminatory on it. I really think they're just doing it on 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 the premise of safety only. So um, because you know, I mean, it's a, it's a slippery slope when you're talking about things like this. But you know, at the same time, you know, I think they're really doing it basically for safety and um you know it's you gotta you know we there's a shortage of blood for a lot of reasons but i think this is one of the reasons why so um they listen to the band maybe so they can try to maybe get some more blood into the systems because you know everybody has a shortage but you know they still have to lean on the side of safety okay 
All right. Well, Crystal, um, let's go back to one of the requirements, which I don't understand how in the world you really enforce this, unless you just expect everyone to be honest with you. How in the world can you tell if someone has had sex with a man in the last 12 months or not? I, I mean, I don't even understand why that's even a requirement. Well, then that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like they don't ask, don't tell in reverse or something. I mean, it's I mean, how do you, how can you say that? I mean, the the whole practice within itself is um, discriminatory and insulting because let's say a man walks in and you ask him, I guess, whatever series of questions or whatever, and he, you know, answers appropriately as in, no, I haven't had sex with a man or whatever. And then you say, well, are you being honest with me because you clearly look or sound gay to me. I mean, what, you know, I mean, what could you possibly say or, or you know, to dispute that? So really it is like, you know, don't ask, don't tell. Just say you didn't and then move on. But, you know, that, like I said, I mean, it's, it's just insulting. It insults, it insults your intelligence. It, it, um, it, it's, it's a complete offense. I mean, I just think if you're going to do it, okay, then just say that we are lifting the ban, period, and that's the end right. and just move on. I agree. I just don't think there's any way you can – you can't regulate it anyway. You don't know, so why even make it a thing, you know? So, I mean, but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you know, the blood is going to be tested after it's donated. I'm assuming they have their little process for that. So in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter at the end if someone is gay or not that donates blood? Well, as long as they, you know, I don't see where it's going to really make a difference. You know, if they're, you know, testing the blood anyway, just to be on the safe side, then there's really no need for all the restrictions. So, um, like I said earlier, with the, the type of advancements that have been made over the years, I mean, Shoot, these these blood plasma centers that you see through town, where you see all these people, you know, donating plasma and blood. The people that you know, I'm quite sure that blood is used in the hospitals, and nobody knows where that comes from. But if you really, if people actually knew where it came from, they'd probably be scared shitless because they're homeless people. They're you know they're you know people just getting out of jail, those type places, and obviously they have the blood has to be checked before. Um, it is used. So, um, you know, I, I really think it, it really doesn't make a difference at this point. You're right about that. I mean, when it comes down to it, um, if someone told me, hey, we're going to donate some blood for you because, you know, you're having a transfusion and, and everything, however, the person whose blood we're going to donate to you is a gay man, then I'm going to be like, well, I'd rather have that, you know, I mean, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, it's like, whatever, you know, like you said, but he could be a, a homeless guy, he could be someone who's an idiot, he could be, you know, Donald Trump, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is, the, the thing is, you're trying to survive, and if anyone will refuse blood types of a black man, or a gay man, or whatever the situation is, because you're that strong in your ways or your beliefs or something, then, you know, that's you. Maybe you don't deserve to be here if that's the case. You know, you get what you ask for. But uh, I don't think it should be that big of a deal. Uh, I, I mean, if 
you wake up the next day and you have uh, an affinity for Donnie and Burke pat, you know, purses or something like that, then that's one thing. But I mean, come on, blood is blood, and I don't guess it really matters. But let me go to another call to get his opinion to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, and bring on Ray. Ray, what's happening, man? Hey, what's up, Q? And Ray, what doesn't matter as far as uh, gay men now being able to have a little more leeway when it comes to donating blood, uh, does that really matter or not as far as their sexual preference? Oh, man. Well, that's a rough question. I mean, assuming that they tested the blood and all that. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I I I guess it wouldn't, but no, I I would have to say no because I mean, if you need it, you have to get it from anywhere. You get it from a deer if you have to. But (laughs) (laughs) okay. I went quite hey, that, I'm it, sorry, man. <laughs> it, 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 no, is is that the truth or not? You know what I mean? If <laughs> everything is 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 tested, you know, I know it used to be back in the day, you know, racist, you know, folks would say, Oh, if they had to get blood from this person, let them die and all this and that and the other yeah. I, I think that um, you know, I think if we get to a situation the person needs it. You know, they don't care where it comes from. So I, I don't think it should be an issue as long as they, they test it. So, yeah, I, I think that's the main thing. People just, you know, the the goal should be to survive. I mean, we don't know where we get half of the things that we may get as far as any type of transplant. Well, I guess if you have a transplant, you might know. They might tell you. But um, the average person probably doesn't care as long as they survive. And, yeah, there are some people who, you know, don't want a drop of black blood in them, you know. I, I mean, it could, yeah, I don't know, maybe they don't want to be on beat. I'm not sure what it is, but, uh, I mean, it could be one of those things where I remember an episode of, of Law & Order SVU where um, a man found out that his wife had a blood transfusion and the blood came from a black man, and he was an Aryan, and so he killed his wife because, you know, his son or something was unpure um, according to him. His oh, son had tainted blood. So, I mean, you know, I, there's some people in the world who probably take it that seriously. I mean, I would hope not to that extent. It's a TV show, but, I mean, those things are based on true stories a lot of times. So, um, I think it's kind of crazy uh, when you think of it that way, but there are some people who just don't want to deal with the blood of certain folks. And I don't think it should be a big deal they test the blood, and then you can't tell if, I mean, I understand the odds of someone who may have um, unprotected sex, two men having unprotected sex may be higher as far as getting the risk of HIV than a man and a woman, uh, just given what we've heard about how the the disease is transmitted, but by the same token, anybody can get HIV. And so I think as long as you thoroughly test the blood, regardless of who it comes from, you want to make sure that no one's getting HIV or hepatitis or whatever the situation may be. You don't want anything. Uh, so if they're doing their job there, then none of that stuff should should really matter. So, 
Okay, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q Radio show. And tonight was the last State of the Union address for President Obama. And I got to watch most of the first hour. And he talked about, you know, some of the things that were accomplished. And um, he even cracked on killing Bin, Bin Laden and things of that nature. And so it was kind of like his... Uh, farewell speech about some of the things that have been done and some of the things he wants to do before he finishes out his last year. And, Krista, I'll go to you. Just overall, how do you feel about the president's eight years in the office? Um, how would you compare him to maybe some previous presidents in the past in our lifetime? And how optimistic are you going forward that the next person is going to be better or worse? Okay, that's a lot of questions. Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> well, I didn't watch the State of the Union. I was watching the Mindy Project, so I missed that. <laughs> that's a funny show. I'll catch the highlights. Um, you know, I think he, as the president, did. I think he did the best he could. I love the fact that he did take on some, you know, really good issues, especially mainly the. Um, the, our insurance coverage and you know the state of the health. Um, insurance in America, and which is you know horrendous, and I really hate to see that. You know what he put forward may be undone in in some ways uh, over the next four years if we have a Republican in the office, or maybe even if we don't have a Republican. I mean, you know, so that's that's my main fear, and I think he has definitely done a lot for America. I mean. I also feel that um, by the byproduct of the fact that he was the first black um, president, that there were some things that were undone or um, hurtful to America simply because of the, you know, animosity and the fight against um, him and just a pure racism and a lot of things that were unprecedented, you know, uh, regarding the disrespect of him, you know. So, so that you know, I think that was hurtful in a way, but I, I really do think he's done more um, and by looking over it and, and moving forward. And I think uh, people have a, a really warped sense of what a president can do. They, they completely forget about the Congress who has been in office years and years, much longer than a pre any president would ever be, um, and they will be there a lot of times more so than any president. So it's it's like you forget all about your, the people you're sending to Congress and to represent you, and these are, are not so, quote-unquote, popular um, campaigns and um, elections that, you know, people look over in their regular local elections. So... I think that's what they, people should be paying attention to more so than mm -hmm. the president, because the president is, is um, a spokesperson, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, they do have, of course, lots of power, but um, the most power is, is the Congress, and that's what people should be looking at. But but anyway, um, you know, I, I'm very proud to live in a time where there was a black um, president, and I didn't think uh, whatever live to see the um, first lady be Michelle Obama, I mean, someone like her. I mean, I figure, well, we have a black president, of course, you know, the, 
<laughs> the okay. first lady would be white. Right. <laughs> white. Right. Very, very, very light skinned. So I mean, but I mean, I just I think it's beautiful uh, to be, just to be able to witness that. So, so I'm you know I'm very glad that I was able to be alive during this time. Historic, okay. absolutely historic. And Ray, how do you feel about uh, President Obama and his I guess his overall legacy and maybe how he compares to other presidents? Well, I think he's the best one that we've had since maybe. Bill Clinton, but um, you know, I think it's a lot of things he could have done better, and not from just a standpoint of, you know, what he could have done for everybody. I think that when you're the first black president, I think you really need to take a stand on certain things, and you don't let your race embarrass you. And, of course, you're going to have about 12% that'll be mad with you, but, you know, who cares? You want to get bills passed, you stand on a lot of nonsense in this country. That's how you get bills passed. And, of course, a lot of people will say, well, you declare war on your own people and all this and that, but, once again... I'm the HNIC, mm-hmm. who therefore, you know, he should have made a lot of this stuff happen. Now, I'm not saying that you pick on people who cannot help themselves, but a lot of stuff is going on in your own city and places like that. It shouldn't be happening. But as far as these immigration laws, I feel like he's, you know, being too too light on that. You know, I don't think that he should be opening up the floodgates and letting people come in. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's just my opinion. Now he's going to the thing with the, with the gun control. Okay, well, the law-abiding citizens who have guns are not the ones that are committing the crimes with the guns. So I think he needs to look at some of those things. I think he should be tougher on, you know, he's big on helping females. I'm not against helping females. But at the same time, we want to have fair law. We don't want to give people opportunities just so they can make laws worse than what they are right now. Uh And I know he got a wife and he got daughters and he loves them very much. Had no problem with that, but at the same time, you got to look at what's happening in this country. You know, they want to teach men to keep their hands to themselves. Okay, I agree with that, but don't let anybody put their hands on anybody. Because if you had a son, you gonna let his girlfriend slap him around in the face, and that's all right. What are you gonna teach her? Shit, I shouldn't have to walk away every time there's an issue. That's not being a man. I don't care what nobody say. But overall, under the circumstances, you know, what Fox News tried to do and other uh, news outlets, I think he did a, a fairly decent job. You know, I would give him a, a C-plus as president. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that 
he had an opportunity to get in there twice. And uh, but I think it's time for the Republicans to take over and 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 make some changes. Okay. And Buck, what's your two cents, man? Well, I think, I mean, you have to understand that, you know, the House and the Senate really kind of, you know, put things into law. The president really doesn't. So if the American people want to complain, that's what, who they should be complaining about, not President Obama. I mean, he's done the best that he could with the, the type of stuff that he's been provided. Um, he may have not always done the right thing. I don't think he did the right thing as far as um, the Affordable Care Act. But somebody had to do something to get something started, and you know, he did what he could. To, you know, he tried to get passed. He wanted more to be passed, but he did you know what what he could to get you know something passed. Something needs to be done about the health healthcare system. I just think he went about it the wrong way. I you know, I, I would have done it differently. If, uh, I just think it should have been done differently. Mm-hmm. But, uh, hospitals shouldn't be charging five hundred dollars for pills. For an aspirin, and an aspirin make is probably ten cents to make. So, I mean, those are the type of issues you need to look at. Um, if healthcare needs, to, we need we need insurance, true enough, but the insurance companies need to be regulated. And if they're not regulated, then they get to charge. You know, the hospitals and so forth get to charge what they want to charge. So that was, you know, that was one of the areas he could have looked at. But like I said, you know, he did what he could with what he had. Infrastructure jobs, he did a great job on that. But everybody can't build bridges just like everybody can't work at Walmart. So the middle class was kind of knocked out the box there, so to speak. So I would have looked at middle class jobs and looked at ways to keep companies in our country instead of taking their call centers and things overseas. Uh, That's why there's such a huge gap between 28,000 and 70,000. So you know, those are the issues that I think he he kind of fell short on, um, mm-hmm. as far as as far as America goes. Now, overall, I think he's done a fairly decent job. Um, and a lot of people forget that uh, it was already screwed up when he got into office. So it didn't matter what who was in office, um, they had an uphill battle. So can you know? But when you're a black president, you know, especially the first one, it's almost double versus, you know, whether it's been, a, a, you know, somebody else. So considering all the issues that he's had to deal with, you know, being the first black president, um, having to deal with so much correction, um, and since the office was so screwed up when George W. Bush got, got up out of it, um, I think he's done a fairly decent job. Um, a lot, I, I think we won't really see the benefits of what Obama has done until maybe ten years down the road, with the, you know, the appointments and things. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, I I think so because a lot of people are not gonna give him credit until you know. <laughs> I just think they're not gonna give him the type of credit he deserves. But I think maybe you know, ten years down the road, they'll see the significance of his presidency. Um, he's made some significant strides. I mean, this country was in bad shape, um, and it's still in bad shape. But I think. Um, we're making some significant strides into, you know, getting you know getting things better. Um, hopefully, you know, some of the things that he said in the uh, in the speech tonight, maybe he'll be able to accomplish. 
But the only way any president, regardless of who it is, is going to make make any significant changes in this country, some of these old heads that are in the Congress and Senate, they just got to be voted. We, we, we have to go to the polls and get these guys out of here because they're causing more more harm than good. Can't get nothing passed if you can't get along. And, you know, if, you, if you're there just drawing the check, like 90% of them are, then that's, re- that's a lot of the reason why we have the problems in this country. So I'm a little bit tired of seeing some of the Facebook shit that I see about the president and they're saying that he needs to be impeached and all that kind of stuff. If you want to impeach somebody, impeach some of these assholes that are still in the Senate, in the, in the House of Representatives, in Congress, House of Representatives in the Senate, because these, some of these guys have been in there as long as, I, as long as I've been alive. And it's just, it's just not right. And these guys, half of these guys don't even show up on, when they're voting on some of the issues that, really, that this country really needs. So, you know, look at that first before you, you know, pass judgment on the president, simply because the president don't make all the laws. And I've said that several, you know, said several times when we're dealing with, um, you know, politics. We live by local and state government most of the time. And then, you know, anything else above that is done in the House and the Senate. And all the, the only thing the president needs to do is, is have veto power if, he does, if, you know, if he doesn't like something that's, that's there. And then they got to go back to the drawing board. So, you know, let's look at some of those things. Let's get some of the people that's been in there way too long and get some new blood. And maybe we can get, you know, the next president won't have so many issues to deal with. Um, as far as trying to get things passed in this country to make this country better. Okay. Cool beans, sir. And in the chat room, X470 is not a fan of Obama. Says, Obama sticks his nose in everything and does nothing, forcing me to have health care against my constitutional rights. I guess I knew we truly had a black president when marijuana became became legal. Uh, she says, it's just a weird time. Obama is the Antichrist. <laughs> okay. If I laugh, I laugh behind that. I don't know if that was, she was being facetious or not. But, uh, yeah, everyone's going to take something different from Obama and his presidency. I think it's cool that we had a black president because, I mean, even though, you know, he's half white, he's, he's a black president. I mean, you can tell just by the way he walks. I mean, Obama brought something to the White House that we have not seen in quite some time. Um, a drop-dead gorgeous first lady uh, who has a great fashion sense and um, can probably outrun and out-arm wrestle the average person. Come on, you. That woman so, ain't gorgeous now. And you don't think Michelle Obama looks good? I mean, she's she's a decent lady. She educated. She's smart. All that. But we talk about is she pretty? In my opinion, no. I'm not gonna say she's ugly woman, but no, man, that's that's taking it too far right there. Show me what she's pretty. At. <laughs> I think right? well, you know, beauty's in beauty's in the eyes of a beholder. But I think Michelle Obama's a good looking woman. Now I'm not gonna say she doesn't have some days where. Um, some photos that make her look bad, but I mean, there aren't too many people who don't. But uh, I think she's a good looking person. In my opinion, when you take a person 
and you give them the makeup artist, the hairstylist, and all these things, and that's the best you can look. Like I say, no, no disrespect. I that's how I disrespect. You know what? No, 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 man. No, 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 no disrespect. But but this is what I'm saying. When you look at the lady herself and, and say, "Oh, she dropped in gorgeous," no, nah, that's just, that's no. Nah. I just, I just can't go with that one. I say, where? I mean, it, it, it's no no disrespect to her at all. You know, she doing the I best she can. I can say with that, that, but what? I said she doing the best she can with what she got. Let me ask you a question. So, if you saw this lady in the bar, you didn't know who she was, you would try to talk to her? Well, probably not because she's almost six feet tall, but I not, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't think she's a good looking woman. I mean, she has a body out of this world, and I think she has a great smile, and I just, I think she looks good. I mean, like I say, she's a respectable woman and everything else. I mean, it's kind of like saying Oprah's beautiful because all the things that she's done and all this and that. Hey, no, nah, I don't think Oprah's she, beautiful. Though. You know, but I mean, hey, Oprah, like I say, Oprah's not beautiful, but I, I will say Michelle Obama looks way better than Oprah. But um, I'm kind of on the fence with as, as far as Michelle goes. I don't think she's drop dead gorgeous, but I don't think she's ugly either. I think she's maybe maybe a hair above average, but not you know she but yeah, right there yeah, on that, the line. You know that, she just I mean, I mean and that's I mean, that's fine that's y'all that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people think Julia Roberts look good. I don't. I mean, to each yeah. their own. I mean, I, I respect your right to to disagree. I ain't gonna back down on what I said, but I respect your right but, to disagree. But but, but uh, I, I, I respect Michelle Obama because without I Michelle Obama, he would have never been president. And I'm gonna tell you yeah. why. Okay. Because if he had if he had a light, bright, a damn near white, or if he had a white wife, these Negroes wouldn't have voted for him. I don't care how smart I, I don't care how smart he was. I, I, I don't care I what kind of good ideas he had. Yeah. And the the presidential race was so our vote is, is is minute compared to the country, but being that the overall votes were so close, he would have lost in a lot of those states because people wouldn't have voted for him. And it's a shame that it's like that, but that's the way it is. If he had a, a white wife or something. Or everybody would have turned on him. Okay. okay. I, I That's agree so hilarious. I, I actually agree with him. I'm not, I don't know if he would have won, but there were some people who wouldn't have voted for him if he had a if he had a white wife. I, I'm almost positive of that. I know too many people who are, are, are you know, I'm not going to say I don't know if he wouldn't have won or anything, but he would have lost some votes if he had a white wife. As stupid as it sounds, that's just what the world we live in. And so, hey, we, know, we know, hey, we knew what happened when Claire Thomas tried to get in there. Oh, but even before the scandal, oh, he ain't black enough. He ain't black enough. He ain't black enough. No, they yeah, said that because he was a son of a bitch. No, <laughs> before, 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 before,
Now, no, they already knew what he was about. All no. before even any of that stuff came out, you know, same thing. Why people ain't <laughs> Jesse Jackson cheating on him? Why is 30 years later? Ain't nobody talking about Jesse like that because the woman he cheated with was black and their wife black. That woman been white, Jesse Jackson couldn't even get out of high school graduation. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Wow. This this is really this is, interesting. This is real you know, what's really interesting is that you guys proclaim so many, so many shows that it's not about what a person looks like. It's not about all this stuff and the woman doesn't have to. We need women who are real and who this and blah, blah, blah. Here you have a woman who is like the realest woman I've ever had any privilege of looking upon. And, oh, she ain't, you know, she's ugly, really. She just got some good makeup. No, I'm like, what the I did, fuck I did, are you I did, talking I did, about? I but then talk about women who do contouring on their face or maybe wear a weave or whatever, and, oh, that's wrong. Oh, gosh, she's nothing but a gold I'm like, what the Oh, no, no, no. I did not. No, I didn't say the woman was ugly now. I'm just saying that sometimes I think we take it too far. we said, oh, she's gorgeous, oh, she's this, she's that. That's just my opinion. Now, his opinion, maybe she is. But I'm saying... It's I not just about look. looks, though. It's more than just her looks <clears throat> that they're talking about. You combine looks with what she has achieved and accomplished and just how she carries herself. That's amazing. Hey, what, what did I say? Did I say the woman And what she great? does. I mean, what the hell? Did I say the woman was great? You just can't win. You can't win. You just cannot win. It's hilarious. But the the thing is, that's kind of like saying uh, Floyd Mayweather's a handsome guy. You might say, oh, he's a great doctor, but you may not agree with that. (laughs) You understand? Floyd Mayweather, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord. That's the same person on the pig. Actually, Floyd Mayweather is kind of cute. He's cute. He is cute. He's cute even without the money. He's a cute little guy. I wouldn't date him. He's too short, but he's cute. I'm not saying No, he's really cute. He is cute. Or you may say, uh, whoever you want to pick, LeBron James or whoever, you may say, oh, <laughs> you know, he might be a great basketball player, and, you know, you can spray the perfume on the pig. Yeah, you got a hundred thousand dollars watch on the five thousand. Yeah, LeBron piece. James is not that attractive in my opinion. But, but, but um, but, you know, but he's not exactly. ugly, but he's not yeah. that attractive. But but this that's what I'm saying. If somebody but he ain't the president that, of oh, the United States either. Oh oh, oh <laughs> he's, he's an athletic genius and all oh, this and that and he's a uh, built like this and he looks like that and he's the most handsome guy out. He has everything. Come on, yeah, he has everything. He's a he's an athletic freak, but the handsomest guy in the world. Oh, you may want to stop everybody. I don't think else. anybody has ever said that he was handsome. <laughs> <laughs> that has never been said. But also, he's but, not the president of the United States either. So, I mean, come on. I gotta get someone else in on the okay. conversation. You gotta get go to one to the Magnolia State of Mississippi and bring on my man Eminem. Eminem was shaking. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? 
Not much, man. I'm sitting there cracking on these jokers, man. This show is taking a turn for the turn to the left. So, I, of course, you know, you specialize in that. Go ahead and let you chime in on what's being discussed <laughs> and everything. We basically just started getting to, um, uh, well, basically, the, 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 we were talking about Obama's legacy and what was left behind. And then we started talking about Michelle Obama and her level of attractiveness. And that's kind of where we went there. I don't know how much of the conversation you heard. Uh, I, I heard a, a little bit of it, um, but what, what part are we talking about? Like the legacy, or we we talking about Michelle? Uh, uh, I mean, at this I'll, point, I'll, we were I'll talking look. about. I said that I, I think I referred to her as as being gorgeous, and Ray interjected and said I had taken things too far. Oh, as far as her being gorgeous. I mean, yeah. you know, she she got it, she got everything on paper going for her. But like I say, I'm you know I'm an ignorant nigga, so, um, but uh, you know, that's analytically intelligent. But at the same time, you know, I mean, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that kind of handle on her. You know what I'm saying? Certain stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I'm just saying like you know, uh, I, I heard the part you said, Q, about you know, uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I mean, she's definitely not an ugly woman, but. Um, it's like this. If a bunch of guys were just sitting around, you know, I don't know, shooting the breeze in a pool hall or a barbershop or something like that, and people just kind of throwing names out there about, you know, bad chicks and stuff like that. Now, I don't know if it will be just purely out of respect for the title, but I, uh, most of the time her name don't come up like that. I mean, and if somebody do say something, it's respectful. See what I'm saying? So Right, right, um, because of her overall presence. Right, right. But if she and was I, on the cover think, of Kane Magazine uh, or or whatever, and then she'd probably be on some reality show and everybody would be digging her. Well, I mean, like I say, she don't really have that kind of swag that, that would put me right. in the category. Put to put her in the category of being gorgeous, but um, you know it, it's like she's in that category. It's like okay, she got so much going for her that it's hard to say something bad about her. But honestly, nah, if she was just a regular woman. She just be what it is—a regular woman. It would be it's nothing about her that that makes somebody say well, shit, man. You know, I'm finna uh, go downstairs and. Act like I lost my wallet and shit, just to you know, you know, get up closer to it, and you know, asking people like you know, everybody got phones and shit now, so you can't really just ask nobody for directions without giving away. You know, this, she don't come off like that, uh, you know, to that uh, to a lot of people anyway. So, uh, but you know, she she's definitely uh, you know, she's definitely the type of woman that any man would want his daughter to grow up to be and all that kind of stuff, you know. But uh. But uh, but nah, I, I don't really see it, you know, her rocking the, you know, centerfold and that kind of shit, you know. She's straight, but she ain't straight like mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, I, I, ain't, I ain't dissing her because it sounds funny talking about. See, like, she, man, this is a fucked up topic because she almost in that exactly. category, like, Thank uh, like you. talking about. Coretta Scott King. Now, Coretta Scott Damn, King was actually a beautiful really? woman, but I still never looked at her like, man, I would like to hit that. And you know what I'm saying? Great that just example. didn't sound right. Great you know what example. I'm 
Because yeah, Coretta was a very beautiful woman. She she could be described as drop dead gorgeous or whatever for those. Right, who, but but know. I'm saying, but because of her title, but you wouldn't uh, do uh, that. It, it kind of right. feel funny talking about man. I want to get you know exactly. I don't even want to have this conversation. I gotta go take a shower or something. This is horrible. Also because right. she nah. was seventy years old. Let's, let's talk about Melissa Teresa now and how ugly she was. Yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying when you see older when you see older women. Uh, and you see them in their younger days, you know, uh, Lola Falana, Eartha Kitt, uh, Lola Falana, uh, Ella Fitzgerald. I mean, just different people. I mean, you know, I ain't saying all guys, but a lot of guys would say, "Damn, man, you know, man, that dope, man, that shit had it going on." She was older, you know, even though the picture black and white and the shit like that. But I'm just saying, certain people, I don't know, people don't talk about it like that too much, uh, you know. Uh, but it's 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 kind of fucked up. But uh, but uh, it is. It is. It is. Of the show to say how fucked up it is to be talking about her like this. I mean, think about that for a second. Okay, think about well, it. Well, yeah, yeah, because uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, like damn. I said, you know, I mean, you know, you know you've done an, an, an outstanding job cleaning that up to where it was, because it was getting kind of wild. But, uh, you actually, you actually, you actually oh, cleaned that up very nicely and, and, and did it in a very respectful way. I like that. I really Why are we having this conversation? Hey, now, now, hey, now, now Nancy Reagan can get it. She can get it like too short. Man, okay. that mom. Okay. Final thoughts, please. <laughs> She is the best looking first lady that we've seen probably ever. We can say that. Oh, Lord. She licked my dick up and down. <laughs> like it was corn on the cob. Corn on the cob. All right. <laughs> on tomorrow's show, you know we're doing some coverage. Uh, talking sports, and so we'll, we'll get started with that um, at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, thinking about moving that show up an hour, so I'm going to try to figure out if I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to ask you about uh, when does the, the, the new seasonal schedule start? That I thought I saw already, an email or something about that. Yeah, they already started with the new year. The, oh, okay, um, okay. Current event and relationship show on Tuesday and zone coverage on Wednesdays. And so, and I'm a, you know, going to be some changes coming up in the in the future. So, I'll let you all know what I plan on doing with that. Um, I mean, I've thought about doing the sports show once a week and scaling back on the uh, current event show, like every other week or something like that. It's just, I mean, it takes there's so much that goes into it now, and I just, you know, unfortunately, life changes, and I may not have the time or be willing to dedicate the time that I once once did so um at some point uh, I may oh. some changes. But uh I'll get that all figured out sometime in the next few weeks I guess once I determine what's going to be best for the show. All right. But yeah so well, well hopefully you can win this this fucking billion dollar lottery man and do this shit full time and, and tell these damn uh uh <laughs> tell these damn the, the, the people you work for to kiss your ass, you know what I'm saying? So you can, <laughs> <laughs> Let these white folks have their shit, man. You do this full time. So, uh, 
doing this for yeah, this four time gig would be nice. But. All right, so yeah, no, so I'm coverage tomorrow, and we got um, a podcast on Thursday with um, Latoya Brown, which is kind of an in depth conversation about um, her situation. You know, she has someone to try to marry her for a green card, so that's what we have. And then next week, speaking of the lottery, we'll discuss loaning money to family and friends and how trying to be helpful can uh, leave you uh, ending a relationship. So that's what's going to be next Tuesday on the Talk to Q Radio show. But uh, you were going to say something, Ray? Yeah, did you talk about uh, Trump and Hillary already? And uh, actually, that was something I was going to change in the um, in the topic when um, I decided to discuss the State of the, the Union, but we can bring it up because uh, I ain't got nothing to do right now. And as far as, you know, Trump has been going after Bill, you know, especially, and Hillary. Uh, he's been really attacking people's character lately. I mean, first he's taking shots at Ted Cruz as far as, you know, him being born in uh, Canada, I think, or being a um, can- Canadian citizen or something of that nature. And now he's, he's taking an shots at guy. He was born in Canada, mm-hmm. and his dad is from Cuba or some shit like that. Or something. Yeah. I mean, what? And now he's taking shots at, uh, you know, the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky thing is coming back up again, you know, which we knew it would. And so, I mean, you all can just, just throwing it out in general. What's your take on Trump and what he's been doing as far as his campaign is concerned? Because we can't say it's not successful because he does seem to have supporters. But ultimately, is all this going to fizzle out with all the um, pointing at people and name-calling? when the debates roll around and someone asks him a serious question? I think so. Um, I can already, you're already starting to see it. Um, you look at some of the people, in the, and you know, when they putting people on the spot and they're talking, you know, talking in forums and things of that nature. Um, they like some of the things he's saying, but it, it's the context, context in which he's saying it. Um, I just don't think the Republican Party, with as many holes, you know, the many problems that they've, you know, that they've had, you know, they just lost, you know, the Speaker of the House. They got somebody else on on top of it now. And I just don't think that they need somebody this, this quite this boisterous. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's basically, you know, he's basically bullying, the, you know, bully, you know, a big bully out there now. And he's, you know, saying, you know, he's going to put, you know, you know these certain people are not going to get here. These people are not going to do this. You know, I'm going to just go over there and bomb the shit out of them and all that kind of stuff. Well, that stuff sounds great, but you got to have some sort of plan of attack. And what Trump does not realize is that you can talk all that big talk, but you're not going to be able to. Have, you're not going to have that much power to do all of that because, like I said, you know, with Obama, the House of Representatives and the Senate make all these laws. I mean, you could draw some shit up, but that shit will get thrown out when it gets in the House and the Senate. So, you're damn I right. like the big talk. <laughs> you like the, I like the big talk, but really, he can't back that shit up because the Senate and the House does. So. That's what he has to realize and understand, and I think if he does not change what he's saying now, I mean, if he's a Republican nominee, he has a snowball chance in hell to win the presidency, and that's just my personal opinion, simply because you, you just he does not know, you know, what it takes to be a president of this country. Um, I prefer somebody that, you know, that has a little bit more, you know, political sense. And he just doesn't have that. He has business sense. Now, that may help us, you know, get a little bit better, but I just don't see 
him, you know, down the stretch pulling this off because he just it's too much talk and not enough, you know, mu- you know, not enough to kind of back it up. Okay, okay. And I accidentally hit the tick on you, my bad. Um, okay. Yeah, and Crystal, Eminem, Ray, what do y'all think about Trump and his his plan of attack against Hillary? Because he, he, I don't think he's paying anybody really any mind on the Republican side. I mean, yeah, he's trying to keep Ted Cruz at bay, you know, hitting him with those jabs that he's not from this country. But um, you think this is going to be a, um, a successful tactic going into the Republican and Democrat debates whenever they happen? Well, uh, yeah, I, I think he can pull it off because um, I think people in the country, they want to hear some of what Trump has to say. And Trump is pretty much saying what he wants because it's not really politically correct to say it, but he's saying it and people can like when you cast your vote, nobody knows who you voted for. So therefore, it's like if you put suggestions in the suggestion box, everybody will speak up because it's anonymous. You right. Know? I think a lot of people really follow Trump because he has some great points. And they know he doesn't need to be the president. He's a successful business person and he has everything going for him, pretty much, and I think I think I think it's going to work because people want to hear what he has to say. Hillary, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, I think she likes to see which way the wind is blowing, and then she likes to jump on a topic. I don't think uh-huh. she knows shit from Shinola. Everybody wants to say, well, oh, she was the backbone behind Bill. Bill Clinton was a president with or without Hillary Clinton. So people don't want to give Bill credit now because they're saying, oh, well, it's Hillary. You know, I, I just don't see that. But, you know, I think he's attacking her because he feel like that may be who he'll be facing. I don't know. We have to see how this whole thing shakes out. But, you know... For for the Democrats to try to uh, put in all this gun control and everything else, don't worry, them country boys ain't gonna let that happen. So <clears throat> if they do, if they if they do come with that, it's gonna be a sweep in the South, Republicans. So I think Trump has a shot to pull it off. Because I don't see no other Republican is really going to challenge it. I thought Ben Carson was going to do it for a minute, but <laughs> now look, that's kind of no. fell back. So we'll see what it looks no. like. Ben Carson ain't playing with full deck. But you know, my, I, I like what what Bernie Sanders has to say myself. But you know, if it came down to Hillary and Trump, I won't take Trump. Okay. And anybody else want to chime in? Yeah, man. Um, um, <clears throat> Trump's strategy is great and all that. You know, uh, I, I think he's, you know, he's the typical billionaire. You know, you can tell this dude ain't had to work for nobody, kiss nobody ass in his life because he can say what he want to. And that attracts a lot of people. <laughs> but what's funny, I, I'm just laughing like, like wow, man. The, uh, this is going to be a landslide race when it comes down to whoever the Democratic 
nominees, whether it's Hillary or Joe Biden, they're going to beat his ass like a landslide because the only one who can really hardcore challenge the Democrats and maybe persuade some people is Marco Rubio, but the Republicans not paying him no attention. But, but I mean, he mm-hmm. actually... He actually is very detailed. He's very uh, uh, in-depth, and he's very aware of multiple things, multiple facets. You know, he he, he has the immigration background, but yet and still, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's the full American dream. Uh, Rubio really is a lot of the stuff they were saying about Obama when he was kind of building up things, but the Republicans are sitting back and letting his asshole, you know, <laughs> dominate, you know, they they emotions, but you gotta look at strategy like it's like, okay, they got so many sound bites on Trump. Because you gotta think who the largest some of the largest voting pools that's gonna put the next president in office. It's gonna be women, it's gonna be independents, it's gonna be college students who don't vote but like once every eight years or four years. And yeah, well, definitely Latinos, but Rubio can get those steal some of those votes. But Trump ain't gonna get one of them. So you know he he you know he now definitely definitely he'll get the ratings amongst maybe the, some of his own people. But once they get down into a hardcore debate where it ain't about punchlines and shit like that, you actually got to talk about you know you got to start sounding like a damn insert of a damn remote control reading what. What codes it is and all that kind of shit. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, uh, you, you know, you, you're not gonna have nobody to. You're not. You're not gonna have that crutch, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be like taking candy from a baby. I'm just like I can't. I can, you know what though? It, I, I, I I'm anxious for that part of the debate. To, I'm anxious for that the part of the debate to happen too because I want to actually hear what maybe some of his strategy is because right now. Every time you ask, well, what are you going to do if you're president? How are you going to fix this? I'm going to be president so hard. I'm like, come on, dude. Right. I mean, what's your And I'm going to put China, you know, he always, he, you know, before this ISIS stuff came up, he was always talking about China. He was like, okay, but what's the plan on China? But you take somebody like, you know, you know, <clears throat> Rubio, even Herman Cain. And, uh, and uh, what's the guy named? Uh, Herman Cain uh, stabbed uh, China. Uh, Paul. Uh, what's his name? Uh, his dad's Rand Paul. Rand Paul. That dude Paul. got a lot of detailed stuff. But see, what's funny, especially Republicans in the South, they so big on sign bites and like, yeah, you know, send them yeah. rascals back where they came from and all this shit. Yeah. I'm like, look, motherfucker, you got to beat you got to beat the Democrats first before you can go to war with any damn body. That you know, that big this motherfucker, talk. this motherfucker, like I say, check the facts. Those four groups I named is going to be who puts the next person in the office. Trump won't get none of them damn votes. Rubio but you know what, though? and Carson and some of other Christy, guys at least get Chris some Chris Christie had the formula that Trump has right now, but Trump out Christy Christie. Because right, but see, you know, Chris Christie was that, that hard-nosed. If it wasn't for the situation, whatever came up with the, 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 the bridge and all that stuff, bridge. He had the momentum, right? He had the momentum to actually be the the, the undisputed uh, candidate a couple of years ago, and then you know that kind of fell off. But Trump is going to be like taking candy from a baby. He's not going to get none of the votes that's going to put the next president in. 
but, no, but no. see, this is this is what I think you underestimating with that though, cause is this man is a billionaire. He's not stupid. He has plenty of ideas on how to make the economy and everything work. Now, but I thought he was course, born into his money. You you gonna yeah. He was born into it, but he made it grow. He took, what, $40 million and turned into billions? He made it grow. And you continue to make good decisions business-wise. But this is what this is what I'm saying. The majority of the country is terrified about terrorism. See, I understand mm-hmm. in other parts of the country that when somebody comes, the last place they come in, it's the South. It ain't no disrespect, but that's just what it is. They're going to hit California. They're going to hit New York or something of that nature. So it's going to be something different. But you get the further you come up this way, that's what folks is worried about. So it's not going to be so much on the, the issues of the economy and this and that and the other, the health care. That's going to be some of it. But right now, they want somebody who's going to deal with Terrorist. This guy stepping up and say, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this." That's what everybody's listening to. That's going to do a lot of the voting. Now we'll see how it all shakes out, but he has everybody's attention right now. And when they feel like Obama's not doing enough, now the next Democrat that comes up, oh, we don't feel like they're going to do enough. And Hillary may be deleting. Uh, Democrat, but the thing is, people gonna say, "Man, do I feel like she gonna come in there and do what she need to do, or is it everybody in the world gonna challenge America now?" See what I'm saying? We'll see how it all shakes out, but that's my take on it. All right, and um, I mean, I don't know. I, I just think, I think Trump is going to. To fizzle out unless he really does have some good ideas. Um, I mean, yeah, he's worth a lot of money and he's been financing this campaign so far, I believe, which is impressive. But um, I, don't, I mean, oh yeah, that's know, very if, impressive. If I mean, because that makes you that makes you feel like he's not going to be necessarily in bed with certain groups or certain interest groups. If he's not taking and, and, their money, and, 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 and not on that, I was telling some coworkers today. I said, I'm not voting for the motherfucker, but he would actually be one of the best things that could actually happen for black people as a race because people gonna have to bond together to survive. I mean, that dude ain't on, you know, a bunch of welfare and all that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, yeah, but clean it up. You know, but you know, but like I say, but you know, <clears throat> that's just like that's like one of them things, like you know. You know it can be, you know it's going to be successful, but you know it ain't going to happen, you know. But uh, like I say, man, he's going to be tailor-made. Now, like I say, you know, now that the, the stuff with the, the recent attacks or whatever in France and, and you know, and then the incident in San Bernardino and now maybe the whatever the deal was with the cop in Philadelphia, you know, uh, I know it's fresh right now, but, you know, a year from now, if it hadn't been nothing recent, then some of that's going to kind of die down and some of these other topics going to pop back up. And like I say, Rubio and Paul and guys like that are some of the best ones 
that can really come in Hillary or Biden or who they can really come in Biden if he go because he he kind of like that too. Biden, Biden, place, Biden, though. Biden's uh, but Donald Trump, he gonna have so many sound bites for the Democrats to spin on him and be like, Trump's a racist, Trump's a chauvinist, Trump's a, Trump's a this. I mean, all those groups that 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 he could benefit from getting their votes to get in. He got they they he gonna he the man he gonna fuck all that up because <laughs> the politicians who are actually politicians they know how to say that type of shit without saying it but you know you know just like uh, that's why I know I couldn't run run from my office man I like to just be free when saying shit sometimes but but you know but to play that game you got to play that game and he ain't the one to play that game like I say Rubio and Paul they could they could really make a uh, a serious challenge, at least in a debate and all that kind of stuff. But Trump, man, that summer gun, he gonna have so many damn sound bites. It's gonna be funny, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and not just some of the old stuff, but some of the new stuff as well. Some of the new stuff. Think about when so, the next uh, terrorists come from somewhere like, uh, you know, maybe uh, Ethiopia, uh, Sudan, or something. You know, headlines in the paper. You know, send them all back to Africa, which is which is. Nothing wrong with that, but if you just see send them back to Africa, well, I mean, you know, it's just like what that fuck, what that fuck, that's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like right. they can just go have a field day with this shit, man. And then you know, Fox News isn't necessarily on his side either, so he doesn't have his base, the full support yeah, right, of his base. He, you know, because Meg, you know, the, the deal with him Megan and Megan Kelly, Kelly and, and uh, and you know, I don't know. It's just like to me. Uh, I, I got this from somewhere, but I can't remember. This was like about two years ago. They were saying that the reason Trump was even getting into the politics was to uh, really help the Democrats. It's like he's really not a Republican like that. You know, yeah, I don't know how true that is. Said that. I don't know either. All right, we'll go ahead and get into final thoughts. And um, Eminem, you're the last one in. i go ahead and let you hit it, man. Oh man, with all this political hoopla and all this stuff, uh uh just wanna, you know, just comment on uh I I don't know what the exact question was about Obama, but I guess we talking about the whole time or whatever, but you know, I I just thought I'd never see in my lifetime uh, you know, not only a a, a a black man, but just any man of color be the president, you know. So that in itself is an achievement, whether people think, you know, he was successful or not. But I do know this, um, back when uh, all that shit was going down, them hedge funds and all that stuff, and uh, the economy was going upside down, and, and, and every damn country in the world basically wanted to bomb the United States, you know, it was kind of rough at first, but just just in my own just feeling, it seemed like uh, Obama... And some of the things he put in place really helped kind of calm the nation down as far as, like, worry about, you know, uh, the economy. That kind of that stuff started dropping. Uh, I don't have no stats in front of me, but I think they said the uh, employment rate was lower than it's been in a long time and that kind of stuff. So sometimes it take a full term to put policies in place, and then you'll start seeing the residual of it. It happened uh, with Bill Clinton. It actually happened with... Uh, with um, uh, Bush one, I think, <laughs> with some of the stuff where it actually kind of go into effect after you get out, and you know, uh, really, I hate to see him go because one thing that uh, that I tell everybody is, 
that the only reason the United States hadn't got attacked is because of Obama, not because of his policies, but because he's a man of color. And most of the time, people that really would just go all out and do some shit, you know, we ain't talking about these lone wolves just doing stuff. That's going to happen. But in a full scale, you know, we're going to fuck y'all up. Um, don't expect nothing like that to happen until somebody uh, get in the office that they feel or just don't like them. So, um, you know. Oh, yeah. How, Trump got in how, office. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, because, see, if, if Trump get in office, we're going to get attacked. Uh, if anybody just really? kind of What do you think about it, Hillary gets in office as a woman? Uh, we'll probably get attacked, too, because it, my thing is, it's just like pretty much, and I'm not trying to raise bait the country or nothing like that, but pretty much, the only way it's going to be safe if somebody else black get in or somebody, you know, Latino or something like that get in. But uh, if somebody, you know, white get in, we pretty much going to be on the attack because they're going to feel that, you know, they not, I don't know. I can't put words in people's mouth from overseas, but it just, I just go by people that go over there and work and come back. I talked to a few guys that were truckers and shit. They say, man, you know, like, there's like they had all the security for the, you know, the white Americans because they were saying that people didn't really even look at them as a threat. And I heard some people say that shit when they went to Vietnam the same way. They was like, man, this is not your war and all that kind of shit. So it's just like people around the world, you know, now don't get me wrong, I know black people can do some fucked up shit to each other, but people around the world kind of pretty much sympathize with most black people's struggles or the history of the struggles or whatever. And they don't really just hate black people like that. And Obama has really benefited from not being just hated. They don't like America, but they don't really hate him. See what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. they can talk all this shit all they want to, but the next person get in office, there's not a man of color. We gonna be in for some shit, and we're gonna have to fight for real. So, um, but you know, okay. I'm ready for him to get out of office because, like I say, I watch Hannity religiously and. Every show been dedicated to him for the last damn near eight years, so I'm ready to hear them talk about something else. Uh, but I'm not going to leave this topic talking about something political without saying, you know, they did the State of the Union all that, you know, all this shit on the table about this and that, that, but until 1313 is on that table, I'm not satisfied, and I ain't voting for none of you motherfuckers. So you want my vote, you put 1313 on there. <laughs> what do we get for $10? Hi. <laughs> I appreciate that, Eminem. Ray, go ahead, man. Yeah, um, interesting show. I mean, um, Obama, I think, you know, you got to respect the eight years. He did a lot for the economy. You know, I know the gas is a lot lower than it was when he got in there. And yeah, right. He he done all pretty much what he could as far as trying to get laws passed. I just believe that he could have done more to straighten out some of these problems that affects the black community. Now, anytime you tough on crime, white folks gonna support that. So we could talk about the house and Senate and all that stuff all we want, which is very valid, but you talk about cleaning up crime, 
them bills will pass before you can lay them on a desk. But he didn't do that, in my opinion. And you could say, well, you declare war on people and all that, you know, which may all be true. But you can't continue to go hundreds of years and let the same thing happen. He could have controlled that. He should have made that his priority. But he didn't. Now, as far as what he did for America, he did a great thing. I, I respect him as a man. I think he's very intelligent. I think he's one of the best presidents that we've ever had because a lot of times things got voted down just because he was black, pretty much. So I think we are really recognizing greatness or the great things he done years after he's out of office, but he had a good run. As far as who's going to be in next, you know, who knows? I would like to see Joe Biden run. That would have made it easy. But, you know, a lot of people is on Hillary Clinton and is it time for a female president and all that. I mean, we'll, we'll see. But my opinion is you know, guys, be careful what you vote for because you think laws are bad now. You wait a couple of years. If that's the case, everything is going to go against you. But, you know, as far as Trump goes, you know, yes, he's loud and he talks a lot, but I think he can get things done. And everybody seems to forget that these Republicans are pretty much running the house right now. So if he gets in, he can get a lot of stuff passed. It's just we don't like who it's going to affect. Yes, is it going to affect some minorities? Of course it is. You know, a lot of things that we don't like are usually the things that we need to happen, you know, and we'll see where it all goes. I mean, it's going it's going to be interesting to watch, you know, how this all shakes out. But it was a, it was a great show. No disrespect to 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 to, to Michelle, but like I say, she she's done she's done a, she's done a lot. She's a very educated lady. Sets a very good example. Supports the family. She's raised her daughters well and supported her husband through all of this insanity of being a president for almost eight years. So we got to give a prop for that. And if we had to take the first lady, the best first lady and the best looking first lady, she would be that first lady. But gorgeous, I can't stand by that. Okay, you ain't required. That's cool. Alright, I appreciate that. Buck? Great show. Um, as far as the president goes, I think he's done some good things for the country. However, um, there's some things that he's kind of fallen short of. And I think mainly is the middle class and, and middle class America. I mean, I think he just kind of just he went straight for the, you know, he helped infrastructure jobs, so he got the high end jobs and you know low end jobs, but nothing in the middle. And that's what you know that's the backbone of this country is the middle class. And I just he, he just fell short of that. I think if he would have um, Address some of the middle class issues. I think the I think the healthcare could have fought, could have also been taken care care of in that same 
you know, with that same thing. When you have a good, strong middle class, uh, the middle class employers take care of your take care of your health care. So now, as far as health care goes, something needs to be done, but I just think it needed to be done in a different light um, by attacking the insurance companies and the hospitals that actually charge charge these outrageous prices on the, the American people for for health care. So I think that's where he should have attacked health care in those two areas. But, I mean, for what he, for the last, you know, close to eight years, I think he's done fairly decent. Um, I wouldn't say he's the best president of all time, and I wouldn't say he's the worst, but, you know, kind of somewhere in the middle. I mean, he's had way more struggles probably than any other president in American history because of, you know, color and things of that nature. But to get what he has gotten done, I think it is, a, it is an achievement. Um, as far as, you know, future presidents, um, I just don't see Trump winning it. Um, and I don't see Hillary winning it either. Uh, I do like what Bernie Sanders has. He's also a nice, you know, he's a, he's a nice businessman, and he he could do a lot of things, and he has some really good practical knowledge on how to get this country moving again and, and how to take care of certain issues like Social Security and things of that nature. Um, he really has some really good ideas also, some ideas that really if the American people listen, he should be a shoe-in. The only thing he think people are really worried about is his age because he is 75, but um, the good thing about it is, I mean, he's a, he's a young 75, not an old 75. So I really think that Bernie Sanders, if, if, like if it was anybody I was voting for, if it was somebody I was voting for, Bernie Sanders would be the guy I vote for. Um, so because he has practical knowledge and, you know, he's gaining momentum. I mean, he's actually leading in a lot of polls against Hillary Clinton right now. And to me, I think he might win the Democratic nominee, if, if anything. But, um, you know, that's kind of my stance on, you know, how it is now. I look at, I try to look at all the debates and everything. I like Marco Rubio as well. Um, and the Republican Party really needs to start kind of looking his way. I really think that he has a lot of practical knowledge as far as from the Republican standpoint. And I really think he could get some things done also. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens down the strip. Um, but other than that, I mean, great show. Um, just looking forward to, you know, some the new year and what it has it has in store and so forth. So everybody have a great evening. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, I'm sick of Marco Rubio telling the story about his father being a bartender, his mama a housekeeper. I mean, he answers every question with she starts every question with that his answers. Chris, shut it down for me, please. All right. Well, um, good show. <laughs> And um, I look forward to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm about to start a ticker on you. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. And like I said, I'll let you all know what's going on in the future for T2Q and zone coverage. But uh, thanks for joining the show. My thanks to Filipino4u.com for being a sponsor. Um, thanks to my show legends, everyone that participated on tonight's show in the chat room. The upcoming show schedule can be found at talktoq.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and get caught up. Everyone have a great night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? 